everyone, Jane here from Your Way Weight Loss. How are you, Alicia? So good. So good. Uh, my heart's happy today. Um, I'm happy the filming part is over. That was a lot, huh? That was a lot. So as you're watching this, I know it's late in March, but uh, we're recording before I leave for vacation, you guys. And so uh, it's just all fresh for us not being... Uh, in the public eye for the last month. And uh, I feel good. I feel like my heart's happy this morning and feeling like I'm ready to attack footage with Paul. And we're ready to basically create the best documentary you'll ever watch in the rest of your life. Have you heard that Netflix? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to and I'm like, I'm excited for just the next thing and to focus, you know, like it's obviously that was a longer okay. project. And, and I'm excited to move on and tackle the next thing. Agreed which is the premiere. Don't forget to buy your tickets of our premiere. Let's use this to make an, a, 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 an advertisement. It's going I'm to be interested. It's going to be so great. And guys, and if, if you buy a virtual ticket, it's not just you watching the actual documentary. It's you being a part of the premiere. Um, you can, there's a chat box. You can comment and chat with other people that are also watching it virtually. Um, Jordan uh, Syed is going to be hosting virtually he's going to ask jose and i questions which you guys will be able to be a part of yeah you'll be able you'll be able to see alicia and i on stage you'll be like yeah. part almost like in the crowd but at home in your pjs good for you neil almost ordered a donut onesie oh wow and i was like absolutely not he's like wouldn't it be so funny no it would not right more like I, I, I'm seeing him more in like in a donut suit. This is a premiere, not a slumber party. It's not a jam, jammy day at school. It's not a jammy day at school. Exactly. That's that's funny for a jammy day in school. Oh, my is God. Is there Neil. anything funny, though, about a grown man in a onesie? Actually, you're right. Nothing's funny about it. Actually, probably disgusting. Yes. And there's no like ventilation in a onesie. <laughs> you know and do you feel like men need ventilation Alicia You're like just people adults <laughs> people humans <laughs> I was so hot last night in bed what? and Phoebe came in bed last night she had a bad dream my kids like I like probably of, of 30 days one of them I'll see a child you know what I mean um and Phoebe came in my bed and so she had her her body heat do you know what I mean and then I was closer to Neil because she was there and I like took, I got naked in the middle of the night. Oh my goodness. So hot. No way Neil could handle that. Did you end no, up having sex? No, he couldn't actually. It was very, he actually said, I can't handle this goddess beside me. That, those were oh. the words he used. Stop. Oh my. <laughs> that is goddess. Th that is amazing. I think that's so funny. That's amazing. Oh my God, everyone. That is funny. Oh my God. So did you end up having sex with him? Um, hi, Phoebe. Hi. Oh, okay. Mommy's recording a podcast. Okay. Can you go somewhere else? Love you. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh my God. Absolutely not. The goddess is closed for business. Yeah, no, I was. I'm not like my stomach is not, not good. Post. Okay. Post my stomach is readjusting to, to things i agree i didn't feel like myself all day yesterday maybe because i ate a loaf of bread but um i definitely felt not myself is she still there no she's gone <laughs> that was a close call do we Fine. think that our kids know what sex is 
Well, I did have a moment where my children asked me how babies were made. Okay, I also, what did you say? I can't remember. Um, I, I think I did tell them that a, that a penis goes inside of a vagina. Okay, I also, that's, it, basically she wasn't stopping. Yeah. So it was like, how does the baby get in the belly? And then I was like, well, it's, you, it's a man and a woman <laughs> and they make a baby. And it, that was not enough. But she's like, but how does it get in there? You know? And I was like, so I, I went for it and I was like, you need to put a penis inside a vagina. And then the rest I'm stopping there as I, as I yeah. told her, I said, that's it. That's all. That's all you like. That's all you need to understand. Like, that's all that you would understand. She knows what a penis is. She knows what a vagina is. Yeah. They need. And then she's like, how I'm like, you will learn that. Like, how does the penis get into the vagina? She said, and like, she like really. And I was like, we will have to keep that for later. You will learn that as you get older. This is not necessary for you today. Yep. I, I avoided the, um, uh, boner and, and ejaculation, uh, ejaculation part of the conversation. So I, I told him that Piper goes, Oh, so it's like kissing, but for your penis, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and, and then I was like, does anyone have any questions? And there's like this long pause. And then Alfie's like, I do. Why do you think that Harry Potter and then he went off. I was like, okay, I think we're good. And they have oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. And then she said, and then I'm like, oh my God, like she's so open with her other friends. Like if they were to like talk about it and then like penis vagina, like, I don't know if other parents say these things to their kids, but then I'm like, at the end of the day, that was a conversation that I had in my house. You know what I mean? So I'm like, and then I started just randomly, let's go this route. Um, I started to think about the things that I did as a teenager, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, like our children are going to not soon, but soon ish, like not even sexually, just like everything, like things, like things that I either like said to adults that weren't okay. And like, you know what I mean? But we want our kids to like, just say all the right things and always be like perfect and always be polite and whatever. And like, we weren't always in that sense. You know what I mean? And no. like, we're pretty awesome. So I was just like, yeah, I'm like thinking of all of that. It's part of growing up and our kids are getting older. Like Alfie's turning 10. And I remember my mom trusting me to do things or not panicking when I did things that I would definitely panic if Dia did. But I'm like, okay. maybe, maybe it's because she's so young and I'm not ready. But there's like that transition of as the year passes, it almost is progressive. And so when it does happen when they're 16, you're not as shocked about it versus thinking when she's seven that yeah. she'll do that at 16. It's like that progression of like, well, I knew that was coming because this came before type thing. Um just all the things. There's, you know? some, there's some rough things coming, I'm sure. Mm, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so we wanted to talk about eating out. <laughs> and we mean eating at a restaurant. That's what we're talking yes. about, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Eating at a restaurant. Eating at a restaurant. So, obviously, just having finished the documentary, um, we ate at a restaurant or whatever you want to call it for a full month. And, you know, that was a part of our conversation and saying that the act, the physical act of eating out has kind of been labeled as bad or impossible to create a calorie deficit if you are eating out. You know, we have that come up often with 
Um, people saying, well, I'm just so busy or I'm on the road for work all the time. So I have to eat out. So just weight loss just isn't possible for me. So we kind of thought it would be good to have that conversation about eating out and how we balance eating out and our goals. I think that, um, and even for us doing this experiment, we were saying this, um, Alicia and I, that it definitely created a stronger relationship or like a better relationship with eating out. Like even prior to this experiment, I understand how calorie deficit works. I understand how weight loss works. And I still had not fear, but definitely avoiding a little bit eating out as much as possible uh, without affecting my lifestyle or whatever. But I wouldn't go out of my way to eat out knowing that things at a restaurant are very calorie dense and um, that I felt like I almost like didn't have control, but yet it was just me not creating awareness and finding my way to incorporate. Like we just did a whole month and created a massive deficit and lost weight without even like not trying, but you get what I mean? Like without like fear. Um, it was like lingering noise for you almost. Right. It really was. Yes. Not loud noise, but like lingering noise, just kind of like there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And now um, it's like, how many times do you think in the rest of our lives, we will say, remember that time you ate Tim Hortons for a whole month and it like will almost like shut the noise of anything else that we might be thinking. I do think it next leveled my um, not being afraid of food. Like it, it next leveled it for me. Like I obviously had a good relationship with food, believed in calorie deficit, all that stuff, but it just kind of upped the ante a little bit with calorie deficit and what you're eating and eating out and making choices and obviously eating at a restaurant versus eating at a like a takeout are two different kind of conversations I think yeah um, so it's 2022 so pretty much most takeout places provide nutritional information that you can find or like chain restaurants even like Boston pizza like you can subway subway like like it's quite accessible to you and yeah. I know that before this, you said, no, I don't look at nutritional information before I go out to eat, because that was a tip that I would give people. Um, do you think that's changed for you since you've done this? Absolutely. Like I said this to Alicia on March 1st, I said, because we were talking about like what we've learned and what maybe we'll keep kind of looking into. And for me, I am still <laughs> shocked at the amount of weight we've lost in February, honestly, eating Tim Hortons, like it, it blows my mind. And what I mean by that is uh, it really to the next level, like the deepest level ever is look into pre Tim Hortons, Josie, like what, why, what was she consuming? Like you, I clearly needed to create more awareness around what I was consuming. If I felt like I wanted that information. And I do like, I'm like, wow, Josie. Okay. Like the fact that you got to eat 2000 calories on average every day of Hortons and lose that amount of weight. It's not even keeping it, you know, keeping the same weight. It's the weight loss that came out of it for me is just shocking. So absolutely. I think one of the things that I will be, um, incorporating, not always, but sometimes in my life, especially on vacation. I know we spoke last week about vacations. Um, I said that to leash. I think that I will take my exper experiment experience and definitely use it to my advantage. And there is value in knowing what is in what you're consuming. And, and it doesn't mean that it's going to change the way you behave, but there is value in that. Absolutely. And I, I you know, sometimes creating calorie awareness gets a bad rep. 
and people think it's obsessive or it's disordered or whatever. And and I really just believe it's it's getting the full piece to the story. It's fully understanding. And I think that you deserve to know. So, you know, my advice to someone who wants to keep takeout as a part of their life and also perhaps create a calorie deficit in their life, I would say create calorie awareness around your consuming. And don't go into it looking, what can I eat that has the least amount of calories? Go into it looking, what do I want? Okay, could I make a substitution? Could I take the sauce off? Could I take the cheese off? Um, could I have a water instead of a drink? To, to I would rather have fries than a dessert. Like, like really think about it. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, it's figure out what would be satisfying to you. So, yeah. you know, you saying, do I take out the fries and have a dessert might not equal to less calories, but you're really thinking about what would satisfy you in that moment in whatever situation you're in, because maybe it's just a quick stop. And maybe this is the supper of your dreams. Like we, we don't know. Right. So I think for me, like, and I also want to talk about the power of choice. Like you have a yeah. choice. And, and so as much as I'm going on vacation and usually McDonald's is a big part of vacation for us, especially in the States, it's like, Ooh, when do we eat McDonald's? I freaking love McDonald's because I just want you to know. Um, but it's like every time I, I, it's like almost, I thought that for me to be satisfied at McDonald's and meant Big Mac, supersized fry, 10 nuggies, all the sauce. And now it's like, if that's the goal or if that's the point of the supper and it's like, oh my God, all day we were hungry and this is what I want, go for it. But if this is a quick stop while walk, while going to Disney, how about just a bottle of water and a Big Mac? Like, why does it have to be the fries? Cause the Big Mac is 500 calories. You'll say you will not be hungry. You know, you will like this is enough. It just like depends on what the goal is, but awareness um, and choices, you have choices. I think that's make. so powerful um, is that it, and, and McDonald's, I mean, heck that got labeled as bad. And obviously McDonald's is not nutrient dense, you guys. And clearly the amount of preservatives that they put in their food, because a fry can last on your counter for years. Like we get, that, <laughs> you know, like that's alarming to me um we get that how so it's like the act of mcdonald's has been labeled as like so bad but like two different people can arrive at mcdonald's and have a completely different experience because they use their words and choose off the menu like you could easily go and consume 550 calories or you could go and consume 1500 calories and, and this is a great conversation to have about our experiment in our documentary. We were two women arriving at Tim Hortons. And the only rule was you eat Tim Hortons all day, every day for 28 days. There was no rules of like, you have to order this or you have to eat this certain amount of calories. And we made choices. And our choices led us to weight loss and to learning and to not feeling like shit. Honestly, we did not feel like shit at all. So we could have though, arrived at Tim Hortons, had the same rule, like you need to eat Tim Hortons and made different choices that would have led to weight gain and feeling like shit. Like, so at the end, the only difference is not the act of eating Tim Hortons every day. It's the choice when you arrive there. That was really good. And you know what I think guys, that some of us have created a habit of how they act when they eat out. Um, yeah. Whether that's at takeout or a restaurant, yeah. um, you've created a just like we talked about last week with vacation. You think 
that that's what it looks like, but that's just your perception. My right. neighbor has a completely different perception of what it looks like when they go out to eat. Yes. You know, maybe you go out to eat and you get the dessert, the appetizer, the bread, the cocktail, the the huge main, and maybe someone else is is just appetizers or something. So we all have a different perception of what it looks like to go out to eat. So know that you can work on that habit if you want to. I do think too, because we were at Tim Hortons every single day, multiple times a day, it helped me to not want to eat in excess because the next day I was going to be back there. Absolutely. Whereas maybe if I'm, sometimes I'm going to McDonald's and whether I realize this or not, maybe have created maybe scarcity mindset around McDonald's. Oh, this is like, I never do this. So I'm going to make it count. I love that. That is so true. It's like, I'm never on vacation. So I'm going to make it count type thing. And, and there's an underlying message that is happening that you have some sort of scarcity or there's something there. You guys, if you behave in a certain way, like someone said, I have a really good relationship with food and I don't feel restricted yet restricted. Yes. Yet I binge. I'm like, there's an underlying thing here. Like, don't, there's no, like, Yes, you do feel restricted for some reason. You need to go deep and think about it. Why? What part? Why do and what are you binging on? It's way more than just and what is binging to you? That's why like weight loss, maintenance, happiness so complex. Like so like so um uh it's so what's the word we use it starts with an r relative. It's so like ex like I can't tell you why you're binging, yet you don't feel restricted. Only you can figure that out. Like, I, I don't know. And how you can figure this out, guys, is through reflection, is mm, through awareness. And, and awareness. And that is what we're doing. The, there's so much power also in our experiment, guys. I had so many realizations that month because all I did was talk about what I was doing and reflect like that was my job for a whole month. And I realized things that I didn't even realize were there. Mm. So if you are looking to change a behavior, the first step is realizing awareness. Mm. And how do you create awareness is like reflecting. Yeah. I, um, you know, we have a member who like was so open to saying that she literally joined just because she knew she had things to learn that she didn't know that she needed. To, like she, she said she listened to our podcast and that's how she learned about us and was like, you know what? I am joining not because I'm thinking this is it for my weight loss journey. She said, you guys, when you were talking, when you're talking on your podcast, I realized that there might be, there is, there are things that I need to learn about myself that I don't know that I need to learn about myself. But she said the first part for me was when you guys said, if you lost weight and keep gaining it on, there's something like there's awareness that you are not having about when you're on your weight loss journey. And she said, that was my journey always on off on off. And she said, so I joined not to lose the weight again that I wanted to lose. It was, I need to create awareness around why I'm doing that. She ended up losing her weight because she created awareness around why, and she's keeping it off. Why? Not because there's ma there's any magic to what she eats or how she moves her body. She ended up creating awareness as to what the problem was before where she was losing the weight and, and getting it back. So she created awareness first, helped her to lose weight. The minute you create awareness, you guys, like that's what's missing to your weight loss journey. You think it's like this magical either food or meal plan or whatever, what's missing for you to lose your weight is just awareness. There's something there that you're not looking into. Um, so once you're like, I'm joining or I want to create more awareness, 
that's when it almost unfolds in front of you. Like, holy, you know, like, holy shit, this is what, this is what was happening. Like for me, when it came to vacations, like I said last week, like that was a big moment for me to go on that one vacation and created awareness around like, girl, if you go on vacation, you're like, I don't want to move my body. I want to eat all the shit. I want to whatever. That is a testament to what you were doing before and create that awareness of like, why am I feeling like I want to escape my life? Maybe I don't like my life. Like that's a hard conversation, right? Maybe I don't like the way I, I live my life. Um, you know, if you're, and not to be this way because, oh my God, people will be like, oh, I always feel that way. But let's say you're like, when I escape my husband, I am so happy. And like, let's say you're thinking that I think you should look into that. Why do you feel like you need to like literally escape and be like, oh, I hate coming back. Like, I think you need to like look into that, you know, and, and, and have conversations. It's the same way. If you're going on vacation and you hate coming back to your job or you hate coming back to your husband or you hate coming back to your life and your house, you should look into that. You deserve the awareness and decide what you want to do with that. Absolutely. And, you know, awareness comes in different layers, you guys. So, you know, awareness is about why am I acting like this? Um, awareness is also about what are my thoughts? So, so often you're like, why do I eat in excess every time I go through a drive through Like, why? Mm. Well, what are your thoughts? What is your brain telling you? Guys, our thoughts create our actions. And so often other diet programs just focus on actions. Right. right. Oh, you want to lose weight? Stop eating out. Well, like, what if that's important to you? What if you want that in your life? Um, you know, so we go right to the thought. So listen to yourself. Think, are you saying to yourself, oh, um, this is the last time I'm going to do this or, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll never have this again. Or I, or sometimes, oh, you deserve this or you're starving. You barely ate today. Like what is your, what is your brain telling you to convince you of before the actual action of ordering and eating to a point also where you, that's not who you want to be. Like I, that's important that you guys realize I'm talking about not just you eating in excess and that's bad. It's you eating in a way that doesn't align with who you want to be. Absolutely. Also recognizing that why, why, why do we work so hard at your weight loss on your thoughts and not your actions? So let's divide that difference, right? When you are on a weight loss journey, when you're on a plan or a program, whatever, where they focus on actions, they are literally trying to help you act in a way that will make you lose weight. That's what they're trying. So let's, let's say they say, stop going out. Well, they're trying to kind of mold you to act in a way that's going to allow you success for them, which is weight loss. For us, what we're trying to do is create long lasting, like the long game. Like you're trying to lose weight, keep it off, be happy. Like there's a lot there. So we're not telling you how to act. We're trying to teach you to tell yourself how to act. Like there were like kind of like a back, come back door though. Like, because I don't want to tell you not to go out uh, to a drive-through. That's not my job. My job is to let you figure that out for yourself and how to do that is to create awareness around your thoughts. So that's why we focus so deeply on your thoughts, not your actions. Because at the end of the day, your thoughts are going to choose how you behave. So how about we work on that first? or only actually, like, I don't, you know, because how you choose to behave will change daily. And, and what's important is there are actually no actions that, that yes. are not, that need to be off limits. 
Like there's no at like when other diets give you action rules, their intention is just to create a calorie deficit with their rules, right? right? But we recognize that there's actually no rule. There is no rule that on an action that needs to be followed for weight loss. There is no action that um uh, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. That Jesus is off Christ. limits. No, there is no action that like um to promet, to promet you weight loss. Like there's that no guarantees. Action. Yes, there are no action that guarantees weight loss. So even if a program's like stop eating out, doesn't guarantee weight loss. You and, see what I mean? Yes, and you know what happens sometimes? People don't lose weight. They're like didn't even eat out this week exactly. and they're pissed because normally they ate out six times in a week and not eating out was so difficult for them it was so yeah. far from their norm that it felt really hard for them and they thought that action yeah. and then they are frustrated because they just sacrificed not eating out and then didn't even get the weight loss yeah and they thought that action would guarantee weight loss Often we would say things like people say things to us all the time. Like I just need to stop drinking pop. Well, you could stop drinking pop and eat something else instead and still not have the weight loss. You see what I mean? Like there's no action that guarantees weight loss. You need to create a calorie deficit to, to guarantee weight loss. Also stopping processed food and only going plant-based still doesn't guarantee weight loss. Oh, I'm going to go gluten-free still doesn't guarantee weight loss. Oh, I'm going to join the gym still doesn't guarantee weight loss. Like there's no action that guarantees weight loss. You guys, this is powerful. That, and there's also, it's the opposite too. There's no action that can be, that needs to be excluded for weight loss. Mm, and we yeah. really want people to, to end the labeling where yes. they label a specific action for why they did or did not lose weight. Um, you know, oh, or I even worse, a specific food. Exactly. Like, you know, I didn't lose weight this week because I drank wine. I didn't lose weight this week because I ate out. I didn't lose weight this week because I ate too many carbs. Or I did lose weight this week because I went to the gym or whatever. And then we think those actions have magic and more power than they actually do. And we sometimes get distracted and we stop chasing who we want to be. And we just start chasing the actions that we think are going to get us the result we're looking for like, as imagine, fast as possible. Yeah. Imagine us, you guys, eating Tim Hortons like... Uh, for a whole month, would you say that the Tim Hortons menu has magic? You know, would you say, oh, we're going to put all of the, you know, the menu on a pedestal, like that is a magical menu. It makes you lose weight. You would say no to that, right? Because of all of your preconceived notions on food and processed foods and, uh, and takeout and whatever. But if I lost seven pounds in a month eating plant-based, you would have put plant-based food on a pedestal and you'd have been like, that is magical food. She lost seven pounds in a month. So 100%. And that is exactly, guys, why we chose the restaurant that we chose so that we could show that example. That was amazing. Let's and end with that. Boston creams. Yes. <laughs> oh, when do you think? Okay. When do you think you'll have another Boston cream? I think we need to document that. I actually, Not last sure. night, last night was like, Boston cream would be good right now. I actually missed that snack. Evening snack, Boston cream. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I mean, it could be a part of it, but I like missed that it wasn't just like waiting for me. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening about eating out. We just hope that hopefully our documentary is going to 
shed that shed that label of eating out clearly eating out is not um the reason why you are maybe not losing weight um and so for us it's just coexisting all foods all lifestyles all whatever and then you figuring out your way perfect okay bye follow us everywhere you know what to do bye leash bye